0: Welcome to Morning Mindfulness with Rabbi G. This is the second series, part two, Living Mindfully. Um, So just a short review from last week, we talked about the idea that focused and mindful living means being in the moment slowly, carefully, with concentration. So using the analogy we did last week, that if you look at your hand and you look at your hand for a long time, You will eventually start to notice the lines, the beauty, the nuances, the the complexity. So too, in every moment that we experience, if we just dwell in it and focus it and are immersed in that moment with patience, focus and concentration, we begin to see the beauty, the opportunity in every single moment. So that was the essence of what we spoke about last week. Today, I want to just explore or re-explore from a different angle a very a very critical and important concept of mindful living and I'm going to explore it by way of story um, today in the Jewish calendar is the 20th day of Cheshvan and it's the anniversary of the birth of the 5th Lubavitcher Rebbe known as the Rebbe Rashab who was born on the 20th of Cheshvan in 1861 He was a rebbe, a great rebbe in the city of Lubavitch. He established a yeshiva. He um, led for many years. He taught, he inspired, and he led various different gatherings. He had one son who was very close to him and his successor when he passed away. And the story takes place one time when the Rebbe Rashab was conducting. What we call a fabrengen. He was conducting a gathering where many, many yeshiva students and Hasidim were gathered around the table. And the way it would work is that he would speak, share his pearls of wisdom, his inspiration for a, a period of time. Then he would break, and then the assembled people there would sing a nigun, he would sing a song, a slow song, a fast song, whatever the type of song was they would come to the end of the song and he would begin to speak again. And he would finish, they would sing another nigun, And that's how it would go until he came to the end. So one time, he was conducting one of these gatherings, one of these fabrengans. His son, the previous rebbe, the sixth rebbe, who became the sixth rebbe, was sitting next to him. And there was a lot of people there, including the yeshiva students and the chassidim and so on. And he spoke, And when he came to the end of his speaking, they began to sing a nigun. But he detected that they were singing a nigun quickly, meaning more in a rushed way. Not because it was a fast song, but because it was rushed. Perhaps it was a slow nigun and they were singing it in a bit of a rushed way. And he turned to his son and he said to him, Why are they doing this? It appears as if they don't want to be there, meaning... They're kind of singing the song to get through and to rush it through. To which his son replied, he said, yes, that is true, they don't want to be there. The routine was to sing the nigun, but they don't want to actually be singing the nigun because they want to get to the end of the nigun, the end of the song as soon as possible so, they, so that they can hear you talk again. Because they were there mainly to hear the wisdom, to hear the teachings, the inspiration from the Rebbe Rashab. And the rabbi Rasha got very serious and he was upset. And he turned to his son and he said, no, that is not the way things work. A nigun, a song is a critical part of the Favrengin. If it wouldn't be a critical part of the Favrengin, we wouldn't be singing it. Wherever you are, he says, you have to be there. Wherever you are, you have to be immersed in that moment. You have to be fully focused and concentrating on that moment. Maybe it's not the same priority as the talk, but it's an important part of what we're doing. It's there to create inspiration, to express the heart, whatever the reason for singing the song is. But if you're doing it, it means it needs to be done, and it needs to be done with focus, with immersion, not being rushed. When you are doing something, you need to be fully there, as if that is the only thing that is important right now. When that comes to an end, the next thing begins. So I tell you that story because this highlights an incredibly important concept in mindful living and in value-based living. And the idea is this. We know that every moment is precious, which means in every moment that we experience, we have to be fully there. Because if it's not important, if what we're doing isn't important, then we shouldn't be doing it. In other words whatever in life we're doing should be important if it's not important we shouldn't be doing it now that obviously is not that simple i say that because there are things perhaps that are not necessary and yet have to happen things we call necessary evils if you need to be at a certain appointment it takes time to drive there the driving is not important but but we can't get to the appointment without it the plumber is late I'm waiting for the plumber to show up and I've got an important meeting and I have to cancel and I have to postpone. The hour that I'm spending at home waiting for the plumber to come is not important. To me, it's not important. But I would never choice. Otherwise, things won't get fixed around the house. So what do we mean when we say every moment is precious and every moment is important? And if it's not important, you shouldn't be doing that. Surely, there are things that aren't important. They're just necessary to do. You've got to get them done. Unfortunately, as a means to an end. And the answer to that is no, because in Jewish thinking, there are two fundamental pr- principles which we need to use in understanding this idea. The f- two fundamental principles are things we've discussed previously, but so important in this discussion. First principle is that everything that happens to us is by is by divine providence. If it wasn't meant to happen and it didn't have a purpose, it wouldn't happen. If I'm stuck at home waiting for the plumber, that is what is supposed to happen today. First principle. The second principle is that in value-based living, which mindfulness is so connected, as we've explained, what I call Jewish mindfulness, is so connected to value-based living because it's about not only about being present in the moment, but it's about finding the purpose in that moment, the depth of that moment, the soul of that moment. Therefore, value-based living means that in every moment there's value. In every moment there's a purpose. In any given moment, we can do something that is consistent with our values. That's such an important concept. Which is why I always say that in Judaism there's no such thing as a means to an end. Every moment is an end in itself. There are more important moments, less important moments, but but every moment is important. Maybe not the goal, but it's important. It's important because this is a moment that I can exercise my core values. It might be a moment when I, go, I don't get to do the things I thought I need to do today. I might not strike that business deal. I might not get to the meeting on time, which means the doing things, the things that I do during the day might not turn out the way I thought they were supposed to turn out and the way I thought they were important to turn out. But that doesn't mean that I cannot live by my values. It means I cannot achieve my planned outcomes, but I could achieve, I can always achieve, in every moment, the values by which I live. So, what does that mean? So, there are two types of experiences. And let's just break it down. There are two types of experiences. One type of experience is an experience that I choose. So I plan a day. Now, when I plan a day, my plans, if we live with purpose and meaning, should be consistent with my values. Now, that doesn't mean everything is so spiritual or holy or or lofty or, or amazing or just powerful. It could be that part of my plan is to take a rest, part of my plan is to play a game of sport, part of my plan is to take a walk, whatever the case is, but that might be that's still consistent with my values, being healthy, being mentally sound. Um, a legitimate amount of self-care and I say legitimate because sometimes people overdo the focus on self-care but self-care is important doing for others is important so living by my values might include a range a very broad range a very big variety of different activities through the day but if I choose an activity the activity should be consistent with my values it might not be my lofty values, it might might not be my spiritual values, so to speak, but it's values of purpose, which means they, they help me choose, they help me achieve a purpose, and therefore while I'm doing it, if it's eating, or if it's walking, or it's relaxation, or it's a mitzvah, or it's kindness to others, it doesn't matter how high in the priority list it is, or how high in the holiness list it is, if I'm choosing to do it because it's consistent with my values, then when I do it, I must be fully there, fully focused, and get the maximum out of that moment. That's, one type of experience. But then the other experience, which we talked about, is the experience that I don't choose. It happens. It just is, is, is imposed on me. I didn't choose to be stuck in the traffic jam. I didn't choose to have to mess up my plans and wait for an hour for the plumber. I didn't choose to have to do things I really don't like doing I just have to get done for my house to be functional and for things to work or for things to get fixed. I didn't choose them. I just have to do them. So the here is when the power of each moment kicks in. Because although I didn't choose them, they were thrust upon me. We go back to the two foundations. If it happened, it's Bahashka Chapratit. It means that today I needed to spend an hour waiting for the plumber. That's what it means. It wouldn't happen otherwise. God runs the world. I wouldn't be in the situation if I wasn't meant to be there. And because I'm there, Bahashka Chapratit by divine providence. It therefore means that it is an hour that I could exercise my my values, and in fact, it might be an hour that is much more powerful than the amazing things I plan to do that day. Because maybe there are other values that need fine tuning, there are other values that need practice, there are other values that I need to really spend this hour living by, that will achieve a greater divine connection, a greater self-development, a greater and deeper purpose and meaning. For example, maybe spending the hour waiting for the plumber, I'm just using that example because it's a simple one and easy to understand, maybe waiting for an hour when I'm messing up my entire day for the plumber that was late is was given to me to work on my patience. Patience is an incredible value. Tolerance, not getting upset Maybe it was given to me to practice being calm. It was given to me to practice not getting angry. Maybe that hour was given to me so that I shouldn't do the things I was going to do today, which might have been more taking care of my business or taking care of myself. Maybe it's an hour that I can dedicate to studying something. I'm stuck at home. The plumber hasn't come. I can't get to where I need to be. So let me reconfigure. Maybe there's a book on the shelf. Maybe there's some Torah I could learn that hour. Something I can do that I wouldn't have done otherwise. And maybe that was the divine providence that I should study something extra today. Or maybe it's an opportunity to do some chesed, some kindness. Maybe it's an hour where I'm stuck anyway, so I might as well make a few calls to people who I haven't spoken to in a while. I might make a call to someone who, you know, I didn't see him or her for a while. maybe, Maybe I need to find out if they're okay. Just a simple phone call. Hi, how are you doing? I have a few minutes. Let's chat for a couple of minutes. So... It's that powerful focus that if I'm in a situation, even if I didn't choose it, I was meant to be there. And secondly, I can live by my values. It's an hour that can be well spent. Going back to that story, if the order of the fabrenyan is the nigun first, then the nigun is important. It's It's a moment, it's not a moment just to get by. It's a moment that I can grow in. It can achieve something that the talk cannot achieve. By extension, if I'm stuck in a traffic jam, if I'm waiting a, at home for the plumber for an hour, it's a, it's a gift that God has given me to be able to accomplish something I wouldn't be able to accomplish otherwise if my focus is that I know that I'm supposed to be there and value-based living means that in every moment there's an opportunity to live by my values. It's, it's an easy thing to talk about, a bit harder to implement, but it's an incredibly liberating perspective it's a perspective that brings calmness, it brings focus, it brings depth, and it brings a whole different way of living. Of course, when we get up in the morning, we need to plan the way we think the day should plan out. That's a responsible part of living. But God might have other things in store for us, and let us remember that nothing is a means to an end. Every hour, every minute, every moment is an end in itself and an opportunity to live by my values. So let's just hold on to that thought, and let's try and take it with us the entire day, To do that, let's just spend a few moments meditating on that idea so that we can internalize it and take it with us. So in a morning relaxed way, hopefully you're still calm at the beginning of the day, just try tapping into a little bit of calmness and focus and concentration, slowly closing your eyes. As we always do in... A calm way, just turn your attention slowly to your breathing. Create awareness, focus, the ability to notice by noticing each breath, inhaling and exhaling. Just for a few moments, just focus on your breathing and try to feel the sensation of breathing in and out. As you concentrate on your breathing, just try and take deeper breaths, and slowly exhale and feel the sensation of just letting go. Breathe in, two, three, four, slowly breathe out. Breathing in, hold, two, three, four, slowly breathe out. Breathe out and feel the letting go of the toxicity, giving you the opportunity for a fresh moment, a moment where you can connect to the depth, the soul of the breathing. Every neshima, every breath is a neshama, is a soul. Every moment, every distinct moment of breath, every single one, is a connection to our soul. Our soul is the core of who we are, the purpose of who we are, the internal behind the superficial. Just think about that for a few seconds and just continue to focus on your breathing. Every moment has a soul, every experience has a soul. Every moment has a body, every experience has a body. The body is the external, the soul is the depth, the meaning, the purpose, the godliness. King David says, call neshama Tehalilka. Every soul will praise God. And the rabbis say, I'll call neshima u Every breath we take is an opportunity to connect, every moment is an end in itself. Every minute, every hour, has a soul, has an opportunity, has meaning, has purpose. The more awareness of our soul, the more we discover the opportunity for, p- for meaning in each experience. because every moment is an end in itself every moment is the most important moment to be in so just hold on to that thought it's a powerful powerful idea to live each day and it's the kind of idea that we need to hold on to and whenever things unravel during the day whenever we get nervous or irritated by being held back, you just need to stop, even do a 10-second meditation, just think, hold on a second, every breath, every soul, every moment has an opportunity. It might not be the one that I planned, but every moment has an opportunity to live by my values. So on that note, I wish everyone a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for listening.